Welcome to the Grape Nuts Podcast. You're here with John and my good friend Grant. Yo. And we are hosting our friend Tim O. What's up, Tim? Hey, dudes. Happy to be here. My first uh, appearance on a podcast ever. Yeah. So, it, what a treat for all of us, right? <laughs> so, Tim, do you know what a grape nut is? Please, please explain and help me understand. <laughs> well, I'll, yeah, I can break it down. So, um, in one of the Ask Pastor John podcasts, um, and I'm sure you're familiar with John Piper. Uh, so in one of his APJ podcasts, he, uh, he dedicates a whole episode to a question, uh, grape nuts, hot or cold, basically, you know, how, what's the best way to eat grape nuts. Mm -hmm. Um, and grape nuts is a cereal that's been around since like the 19, early 1900s, a like hundred years. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. And it's a really <laughs> crunchy, um, it's kind of a drier, like a dense granola. He talks about it the same way he talks about Jesus it was like a very similar <laughs> intensity yeah. and that's why cool. it really stuck out to me <laughs> like the tone of voice uh -huh. like john always says like if you couldn't speak english you like it sounds like a normal episode someone asks a question and then he gives his passionate response and and just <laughs> just it feels like out of left field and it's like that's weird i i know you for one thing you know talking about you know really heavy topics but here you are giving a similarly uh -huh. impassioned response about a breakfast cereal so um that's what kind of inspired us uh to kind of take that and apply it to others right i guess like you. it's like I something that people are like looking at you like wow i'm i love that he's excited about this but it's been 20 minutes <laughs> and i want to go talk to other people <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys follow basketball, but this was like the a historic year for the Clippers because for the first time in franchise history, we made the Western Conference Finals. I celebrated. I cried. Like I, I had tears <laughs> in my eyes because I'm like, it's like I won the championship with them. Like I didn't, I didn't even care that we lost. Like I was so happy. Um, yeah, I, I screamed like legitimately like tears. Like I haven't cried too much in my life. And I kind of pride <laughs> myself that because I'm like this hyper masculine like loser. But um, <laughs> I like like teared up, you know, so that was where did Where did this that's, begin? That's, it was it at like a, they were big when you were young. You kind of fell in love with it then or something about the management um, team or what? what's it about? Well, definitely not the management team because <laughs> Donald Sterling. Uh, Ooh, yikes. So, yeah, I'm not like that racist, okay? So, I'm not like that scummy. Um, <laughs> uh, my cousin, my old, so I grew up like, I grew up watching, like when I was really young, watching like the Lakers and the Dodgers. And, um, and you know, you just like kind of watch as a kid because everyone else is watching it. So um, my, but my oldest cousin, who's about 10 years older than me, has been a Clippers fan like his whole life, like die, die hard. Uh, and so I just kind of took it upon myself and said, hey, that was cool. Like, that's weird. Um, I want to be a little different too. And like the Clippers, and I never like dislike the Clippers. Like for some reason, this entire LA fan base hates the Clippers for no, absolutely no reason. Like who, like, why are you guys so angry at us? Like we didn't do anything. Um, but I was, I just, I kind of became a Clippers fan and um, a little, okay. If you want to, if you want to really dive deep in here, 
for you Grape Nuts fans. Um, part of it, you know, part of like my personality is like, I don't want to be doing what everybody else is doing. It's kind of like boring to me. Yes. I think like people are best like built around like different from you, right? Like, or you want people around you, you want to surround yourself with those who are a little different because mm-hmm. I think that's what makes a person better. So, you know, we're going to take that far off analogy and bring that into the Clippers. And that's kind of how it's just, it just, part of my personality to to mm. like something weird like that yeah and um now i made a clippers part of my personality because i'm super obnoxious with it um, <laughs> you know it's a blessing being a clippers fan because of the people's team and tickets are cheap so i go mm-hmm. to a lot of games in person um yeah john yeah lakers tickets stupid expensive they're not meant for the people they're made for the upper class one percent <laughs> blah 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 but the clippers <laughs> is the people's team i'm telling you <laughs> You can afford to go to a game. I was close to being a Clippers fan as I was also close to being an Anaheim Angels fan. Oh, I am too. You're an Anaheim (laughs) Angels fan. Dude, it's so I grew up uh, a pastor's kid. So like, you know, my my parents didn't have a lot of money, but they did want to take us to sporting events. But the only sporting events that they could afford was, of course, not the Lakers, (laughs) not the Dodgers. It was the Clippers and the Mm -hmm. Angels. So we went to multiple Dude, of those games. The people's team. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I just, I couldn't leave Kobe, dude. He he needed me. He needed a fan base like me. You could have Kobe. You could have Kobe and have your main team, you know? Like, it's okay. That's true. I There's quite know. a few Kobe stands Kobe, out there. Kobe was Kobe was one of my favorite players growing up, of course. Like, how how is he not, right? Unless mm-hmm. you're from, like, Boston or something. Well, all right. Let's yeah. go down the cigar path let's let's explore that because okay when i hung i hung out with you in march for your bachelor party and all of you and your buddies broke out cigars and like mm-hmm. dude all night you guys are smoking cigars and it was like really foreign to me i'd never smoked cigars before and then so for yeah. us it was like transporting forward in time like from high school when we were playing basketball and and just like hanging out wholesome fun and then fast forward seven years and you're smoking cigars and drinking whiskey not so wholesome like, <laughs> manly wholesome like like that's chest hair we went from boy wholesome to like man yeah yeah got it like yeah like explore that like cigars and whiskey how did that happen the first thing the first time i had a cigar was i was out when i was i went to school in utsb and a, a roommate and i went out and decided to just like explore downtown santa barbara so down up and down state street for those of you guys who don't know um we just like parked the car and we're like hey let's just get lost so we just like walked around we grabbed lunch at a spot and next door was like this tiny cigar lounge it looked really cool so we went in like talked to the guys they were super cool no one else was in there just the workers um they had like a ton of like pictures and magazines of of, like really famous people that they had autographs so i guess they're pretty reputable and i was like dude like give me a cigar well what do you recommend and I have no idea what I smoked that day. I don't remember. All I remember is that he gave me a cigar. I learned how to smoke a cigar and I played like two hours of chess. Uh, <laughs> and I like, yeah, I beat like a random dude. And I was super proud because it was a hard game and I'm not that very good at chess. So uh, yeah, I beat a regular. I was like, oh shoot, like I'm like hot <laughs> stuff here now, you know? Um, so that was my first cigar and it, it evolved into, uh, we have really close group of friends down here and it just like we would we'd always rendezvous at my buddy's place in LA and like out in the back we would 
normally before it was like wine and like snacks. So we would just sit around outside. It's like in like really ghetto part of LA and just like chat. And then every once in a while we'd have a cigar and that turned to us always having a cigar or like a bonfire and you know like with like fire and like smoke dudes just end up like talking better like the conversations flow in i don't know if you guys have that same experience but Mm -hmm. it was definitely okay cool cool yeah something about just like staring at a fire you know and like a cigar and like smoke it's like something's mesmerizing about it so Mm -hmm. that's when i got into it and like yeah when i get into hobbies i just kind of just go in head first and so I just do a bunch of research and like figure out what's good and like what is what makes it good and um and now here I am like a degenerate just hoarding cigars and dishing (laughs) them out like it's drugs so so like I know some like wine connoisseurs can tell you like oh this this wine has like certain notes of oak Mm. and cherry and, Mm -hmm. and this it has a really yeah um oh there's a lot of tannins you know or random weird like Mm -hmm. things that i just people when they drink wine they're like oh it's good or it's bad so like can you explain to us what makes a good cigar good and what makes a bad cigar bad okay well let me ask you let me flip this around do you guys believe in all that stuff like when you have wine and like coffee and stuff like do you believe like they could taste like okay vanilla may be easy but like they taste like cardamom and like (laughs) like oak like what like what dude you taste like vaseline like are you kidding me do you guys believe in that stuff uh i gotta my know. brother I gotta my know. brother is we'd love to have him on the podcast one day he is a whiskey fanatic and he literally has reviewed dude, hundreds i'll send i'll send you some of his stuff on reddit he's reviewed hundreds of different bottles and trades whiskey with people all around the world and he takes diligent notes and he, he like, <laughs> I, and I trust him. He, he writes like, mm, this smells like, or tastes like, and then he's got the words. So I, when I <laughs> um, taste the things that he gives me, I'm like, Oh, this is really good. But I'm like, I can't uh-huh. pick a thing out of it. So do yeah. I believe in yeah. it? I believe in it, uh-huh. but I don't ever experience it. I don't, <laughs> I don't, uh, I can appreciate what my brother does, what you might do. Although it seems like you're kind of skeptical. <laughs> I, uh-huh. I can appreciate other people uh, doing, uh, making it their thing, but I, I can't discern those sorts of things. I don't know about you, John. Yeah. It's strange to me that you have to be taught to learn or like certain flavors, like but I guess that's true of all things mm-hmm. that I enjoy when I eat, like when Jocelyn or, and cooks a great meal, when I go to a restaurant, I'm not picking out like, oh, this tastes, there's like, you know, hints of cilantro in there. Or I, ooh, there's a little bit of uh, Hondashi or something like, you know, a little a spice of, it's like kind of MSG basically. Oh. <laughs> but, <laughs> so I, I can't pick out those subtle flavors, but like a chef could, right? Mm-hmm. So sure. like in that same way to, yeah. to Grant's point, like those things for sure exist. I'm just not uh-huh. trained to like understand what those are. Sure. To name sure. Them. Yeah. I think you guys are right to a certain ex- extent. And this is like <laughs> from personal experience and like research. Um, I do believe, so I'm huge into whiskey too. Like a buddy and I, uh, a few buddies and I, we ran like a whiskey tasting event. Like we, he, we had like hundreds of bottles. Um, and so maybe in a hundred, maybe like a hundred something or a couple hundred um but there are things you can taste right like 
if you have a wine, it's like very common to have like fruity notes and like oaky characteristics and, and vanilla, like whiskey, like vanilla is a very common one, like butterscotch, like marzipan, like if you want to get real fancy. Mm. Um, yeah. So I think all of these, right, including cigars, are all a culinary experience. So there are things you can taste. Um, all that matters, in my opinion, is if you like it or not. I don't think anyone can tell you like, no, you're doing it wrong. Like if you like it, like you like it, you know, if, it's, mm. if I give you the crappiest cigar and you enjoy it, dude, you like the cigar. It's fine. It's good. Um, so yeah, I hate people who are like super snot, like, dude, if I like it, I like it. Like, leave me alone. Um, yeah. Don't let anyone out snob you guys like, Throw, spit it back in their face, you know? Stand up for yourself. You're no worse than they are. They're no better than you. Um, the best cigar I had recently? Well, hey, at, at, at the bachelor party, um, some of the guys pitched in and bought me a Davidoff Royal Release. And that's definitely the most expensive cigar I've had. Um, and luckily, it is one of the best ones I've, I've ever had. Uh, so that was incredible. Dude, that's like a hundred dollars. Like you guys wow. pitched in for something stupid. I smoked. I like <laughs> literally a hundred dollars just went up in smoke. Um, yeah, never do that. Uh, but like you know, padrones. I like any anything padron you buy. It's going to be incredible. I think cigars are tasty uh, to some degree, but I feel like I most enjoy the conversation that happens around cigars. I feel like that is the best part. Yes. Um, yes. And maybe it's the effect of the cigar and like, I'm actually feeling like a little buzz from it, from the tobacco high, but because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big lightweight, but uh, yeah, I feel like uh, generally when guys uh, are smoking cigars, conversation, like heads are clearer, conversation flows freely. Uh, people are willing to be more vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just cause like everyone's like in a circle and generally face to face with each other. And yeah, so. I think when the cigars pop out, it's like, you're committing like an hour and a half to two hours to sit in there with whoever you're with. Right. So, um, it's just, it's like the instant, like the instant vibes. I don't know how to describe it. Like the boys know, like, Oh, <laughs> like this can get really real tonight. You know what I mean? Um, it's fun. And, uh, I think it's good. Like I generally don't smoke on my own. I'll do it with like the, the rule of thumb I generally go by is, like I'll, I'll do it with someone because it's like a communal thing to me. Mm. Um, I have smoked alone a few times, but those times were really cool too, just because it allows you time to like meditate, like um, to just like spend time alone outside of everything. And um, for us, like to be with God, like some mm. of my most intimate conversations in the past two years have been like me in the back, just like reading, praying and listening to worship music being super sappy while having a cigar and so um yeah i think uh so the first time i had a cigar was with you tim when you brought a cigar out to my bachelor party but you were the only one who really smoked cigars um yeah i remember uh yeah. we went out to that to like we went out to go buy it so we went out and bought it Mm -hmm. And it was the crappiest cigar I've mm -hmm. ever like held in my hands. And we were trying, do you, if you, do you guys remember we were trying to like light it? It was I, so windy on that I, hill. And... I, I remember it vividly. Cause I'll, I'll, <laughs> I, I, I decided I wasn't going to do it. So then I was just observing you yeah. guys and just trying to like enjoy it from a distance. <laughs> but all I see is like you guys 
like struggling and like the wind is big and then i just keep hearing you guys spitting out like stuff in the ground and i'm like wow (laughs) interesting (laughs) dude yeah we were like huddling up like hunched over it looked like the most degenerate thing i've ever witnessed just to light a stupid cigar that wouldn't stay lit uh yeah the view was was excellent yeah Yeah, i think the the whole jazz thing came up because um covid last year was like a really tough year where i basically like every moment was lived for like Friday, just because like my job situation was tough, like COVID. I mean, it's tough for everybody, right? So just that on top of um, all of that stuff. And so jazz was like a quarter life crisis slash like COVID realization where in jazz, like there's a beginning and end to a song, right? Like there's, there's a, there is a finish line. There is a goal, whether it's within like a phrase or like at the end of the line or like end of the song, I don't know. Right. But uh, with that in mind, being able to like live like really in that moment and um, like when you are able to like jazz, when you're able to like improvise, you're it seems like in some moments you're like hanging on to every note with like the anticipation, like you live in that note with the anticipation of getting to the next one and like you revel in that. You know what I mean? And so. I was like, dude, that's like got to be an analogy for life somehow. And so I felt like I wasn't doing that. You know, like cultural references, like The Office, it helps you like bring these like, hey, I want to be able to say this is the good old days while I'm in the good old days. Mm. And so um, that's like, so that was like the thing, like time fat, like passes by so fast you blink and then, you know, you're already there. And so if we can figure out a way, if I could figure out a way to revel in this moment, in hopes of future glory too right there is an end that you look forward to Mm. but there's also the now that you appreciate um that's like what the message is i don't know if jazz is a good analogy for that it was just (laughs) i felt really like artistic i watched the movie soul like it was this whole thing so yeah my favorite quote from what you just said is jazz was my quarter life crisis (laughs) I really appreciate that, that attitude. And I'm glad you shared that. Dude, time passes by. You gotta live. Is today the good old days? I think so. We out here on Grape Nuts Podcast, hanging with the boys. That's true. You know? That's true, dude. I always think about dude, that. John, too. I sent you that song. Yeah, I sent you that song. Uh, old Friends, I think. You, you can't make old friends, you know? You gotta, dude. you gotta... You live now. That's you know? true. Like 15 years from now, I'm going to have different friends. I'll, I mean, probably I'll have different people around me. Just I'm going <laughs> to at some point. I have to break up with them. But no, I'm just saying like life takes us in so many different places. And, you know, 15 years ago, you and I were uh, like going into middle, middle school and we were just about to become friends. Um, and now fast forward to where we are now, you know, we're living hundreds of miles away. I mean, I still value as a friend, but there are just people who know me right now and who have met me right now who will never know me quite like you have because you've seen me in a place um, and there's no, there's no hiding from you, right? Because you saw me 12 years ago. You saw the person I was 12 years ago. Uh, I, I was at my worst in, in some ways and at my best in some ways. And 
when you see me now, you know, I'm, you know, married, I've got a, a wife that you have met only, you know, when we got married and I, I have Grant here, um, all people who have not seen me at my worst, you know, in high school. So in some ways it's freeing, like to be able to say, like, you and I were friends of old and, um, when I'm hanging out with you, you know, there's, there's no need to hide. Um, cause you, even when you yeah. saw me at my worst, those years ago, mm. you still stayed my friend. Mm. Mm. Um, and that'll be true right now with me and Grant. Uh, he seen me yeah. my worst these past couple of years. And then, you know, in the next 15 years, he'll probably stick by my side despite that. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> I love your faith in me. <laughs> You're a gambling man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, there's yeah, truth to that, bro. But yeah, living in the moment right now is, is super important. And yet being able to say we'll yeah. be good friends of old years to come. Yeah, dude, it's it's cool. Like, I don't really keep up with that many people. Hardly any, at least from like Los Angeles High School, you know, mm -hmm. like maybe one or two outside of you. Um, But yeah, like. And it's, it's good that like, we, like we share something that I'm like envy of envious of others who have like have old high school friends, like middle school friends. Um, like they just like share history and like sometimes mm -hmm. history means a lot. Um, but yeah, now you have that with Grant too. And hopefully, you know, in 15 years, he'll still love you for who you are, even though Grant, it gets harder every year. Um, <laughs> so, you know, just, Keep that in mind. <laughs> My bed is like a sanctuary. Like mm. it is like I shot my whole life. I've showered every night um, before getting into bed. I will not sleep if I'm dirty. Like if you're in my, in your street clothes, you do not go on the bed. Um, <laughs> you like, you're going to change clothes at like the minimum, you know? <laughs> and so dude and i married my wife and lo and behold i don't know if it's most women all women some women some women don't shower every day um <laughs> and it's just like i had to learn to, i have to learn to live with that now hey hey <laughs> <laughs> under the bus she goes um so you know what she compromises and she'll like wash her feet if she went out but even if i'm home all day like i work from home even if i'm home all day i'll go shower and i've got like a ritual like i'll poop i'll poop naked and then hop into the shower and i, I can i cannot i cannot poop after i shower or else it's like a mm -hmm. sin it's like a dirty <laughs> like you're a dirty boy like no um yeah my bedtime routine is pretty airtight but yeah, i'm very passionate about my like if i had friends over i'd never bring them to my room because it's like forget it all i do is sleep there and you're just gonna jump on my bed it's gonna be disgusting so um so yeah, i can relate to you I'm, a little on this bro so you mentioned the, your bed is a sacred place is it like when you get in you just feel amazing like there's this just joy of being in like a clean oh. bed and it just feels like yes the yes. rest of the world can be messy but right here right now <laughs> yes yes dude when you you take a hot shower right and you're like a little warm you you lift up the sheets 
you you slide you like slide in you know you take a sliding motion and it's like crisp and cool oh my god kill me oh you know it's you don't plop it you you do that it's like oh my dude there's nothing better it's hard to it's hard to come up with something better than that and i'm like i'm good you know, like I, I like watch a couple things like either on my phone or laptop or something. And it's just like when I'm in bed, see, that's the thing. When you get married, you have to like figure out how to sleep with someone else. But normally, like I'm in bed, it's like, don't bother me. I'm I'm in the zone. <laughs> like I'm ready to knock out. Like I purposely went to bed at this hour. Like I'm planning out my it's like dude i'm crazy <laughs> oh my god what's wrong so with me? let me yeah. challenge you a little bit did you say you use your phone in bed uh sometimes yes so, and i'm just speaking from a sanitary perspective like i'm not coming at you from like uh <laughs> like that you should be entertainment free you know yeah. i'm not saying anything about that yeah but like i wouldn't be surprised if you like for example took a uh like a like a wipe you know something that like a hand sanitizer wipe kind of thing and like wipe down your phone i'm curious if to be consistent with your germ-free perfectly clean sanctuary should you wash your phone before you bring it into your room because you know people say some people say <laughs> you know your phone is pretty dirty mm-hmm. yeah that's just something I don't think about. Uh, I choose, well, I will. choose. Yeah, no, I know for real. It's to me, like the phone is my, like my body. So <laughs> it's, it's all good. It's clean. But at the same time, it's like, I have it set up like on a stand. So it's, it's not, it's not touching the bed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's still like, but yeah, I get you. I'm, I'm pretty sure my phone's filthy, um, but you know, it's all about what I believe in here and it's all good. It's yeah. all good. Thanks for listening to the Grape Nuts podcast. You can find us on social media and on your favorite podcast platforms mash that like button, hit subscribe, and comment on social media to love on people's grave nuts, bash on them, or shout out your own. This episode was edited by John. Social media content designed by Grant. Music by Grant. Special thanks to Tim O, Post Consumer Brands, and Michelle. Grape nuts. I love, I love like sitting and listening to those type of people who like, talk about their grape nuts oh my god i love talk i love listening to people who just talk about stuff they like it's super fun to me (laughs) there you go now you understand the podcast bro dude you guys are on something i gotta listen (laughs) i gotta listen to some episodes here